The pen is not mightier than the sword. Pens don't win battles and swords don't write poetry. Mighty is the hand that knows when to pick up the pen and when to pick up the sword. Author unknown. Hello there. Welcome, plebs, to the third episode of my podcast, A Plebs Take, where I take you on a short journey through my mind and through Bitcoin Noster Freedom Tech in the way that I understand it. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And, you know, at the end of it, if you guys could leave a comment or, you know, a like or something like that, just kind of give me a little bit of a a little bit of help understanding, you know, what I can do better and how I can improve this as we move forward. Um, I always want to do the best that I can and give out the correct and most pertinent information. Um, I know that I'm not the smartest person in the room and I know that I'm not the most well-suited to give this information. But for me, it feels like I do have a lot of things to say. Nobody listens to me in my small community. So I'm putting it out here and we'll see what happens. Moving on towards the topic for this episode, we're going to be discussing platforms versus protocols. And it's very important that we understand the difference between platforms and protocols because we deal with these, like when you hop on the internet, you deal with platforms and protocols all day long. Um, everything you do is built off of platforms and protocols, but understanding the difference, how they work with each other is very important to knowing the different types of limits that they have and what you can and can't do on those platforms or protocols. So we're going to get into it. Um, I'm really excited for this episode. Remember that it's going to be a very broad overview. Um, if you're listening to this and you are like, oh, well, he didn't explain this correctly. He didn't explain that correctly. You know, that's one of those things that I would really love for you to give me, you know, a, a message on Noster or Spotify or Fountain or any of those apps so that I can really get a understanding of how you guys are receiving this information, you know, whether or not I'm droning too long, going on off a, off a tangent that doesn't really make any sense. Um, that's kind of like one thing that I'm nervous about and I don't really want to get too far in the weeds with things. I really want to keep it broad so that I don't confuse myself and I don't confuse the listener because that's really not doing anything. We're here to spread awareness about freedom tech and Bitcoin in general because I do believe that Bitcoin is the thing that can save us and help us to take back that power that we've been so desperately lacking for you know, the last 75 to 100 years or what's been slowly taken us for that, taken from us for that long. So I have my coffee, I got my food in me, I got breakfast, I took a run this morning, so let's get into this episode. First, we're going to start with the numbers over on Clark Moody's dashboard. So the price of Bitcoin today is 42215 The sats per buck, so per $1, is $2,369. And the global market capitalization of Bitcoin is 826.3 billion with a B. Now I wanna point out that when I first started in Bitcoin, looking at this market capitalization rate, was it was probably around like the 300 billion, 400 billion range. And that was about two years ago. 
So we're, we're really getting bigger, we're really growing, and as the hash rate continues to grow, the market cap grows as well. A lot of people are realizing what Bitcoin is, what Bitcoin can do, and we love to see it, guys. We absolutely love to see it. Bitcoin is taking fiat money to school. So the last number that I wanted to give you guys, let me find it. There's so many different things on this. Um... Oh, there it is. Block height. So the block height today is 821,644. So that's about what I wanted to tell you guys. For the numbers, we'll switch back to what I've got for the actual episode today. And just reiterating again, guys, this is going to be a broad strokes overview of protocols and platforms. So if you think you know something that I should have put in here, give me a shout out, man. I would love to hear that. All right, so a protocol. The definition of a protocol, I wanted to give these definitions just so we had like that basis to start off us. So a protocol is a set of rules that governs a network of computers. Literally meaning it's the language in which a network of computers speak to each other. Okay, so the internet, uh, the HTTP IP protocol is a set of rules that your computer, my computer, and every computer within the World Wide Web connects to and speaks to each other. They all speak the same language because if they all spoke, if they all spoke different languages, we would not be able to communicate and process the packets of data in the way that they're supposed to be processed. The data would not get to the places it needed to go because it would be a very confusing, jarbled mess. So. With protocols, you have things like the internet. The internet is a protocol. Bitcoin is a protocol because there are a set of consensus rules that governs the nodes and the relays and the miners. So every single person who is actively working in the network, the total Bitcoin protocol, has to follow these consensus rules. Now, as Bitcoiners, we know that someone could create a similar network with different set of protocol rules. Like, let's take the 21 million hard cap, for instance. If someone wanted to create a similar Bitcoin protocol with a 22 million, million coin hard cap, they could do that. And they could create a network that would allow for that kind of communication between it. But what makes that network strong is something called the network effect. For every single person that is added to the network, there's a compounding effect. And when you have multiple networks vying for power and control, one network is going to win out over the other network, you know? So that, that's what happens when we've had things like Bitcoin forks, you know? Um, there was the crazy attacks, the 5150 attacks before I got into Bitcoin. And, you know, they talked about how they would try to take more power from one network to the other network. Well, it didn't work because the people on the Bitcoin network, the original Bitcoin core network that we are running today was stronger than the new network that was trying to be built up. And the people who were on Bitcoin Core network decided, no, we're not going to switch. We're, we like this. We like how it's working. So that's, that's kind of like the general overview of a protocol. It's a set of rules that governs the communication between computers. Okay, so Noster itself is also another protocol because when you've got the relays and the nodes and all of the computers speaking with each other, they speak the same language. 
Now, the cool thing about protocols is that protocols can be built on top of each other. Okay, so the internet was obviously the first protocol on the internet. Okay, it was a web of interconnected computers that speak the same exact language and they all communicate and correlate information together. Now, skip to about 20, 30 years later, I don't know the exact time frame, you have Bitcoin. Bitcoin comes out. Bitcoin is this new protocol. It is a new layer on top of the internet protocol layer that allows you to transact, send money, save money, do all these things. Basically turn your energy into a digital representation. And that protocol allows us to do a lot of things. But that protocol specifically is built on top of the IT HTTP protocol. So maybe not built on top exactly, but definitely built in conjunction with, okay? I don't think, you know, based on my understanding, I don't think that Bitcoin could be where it is at today without something like the internet. You would need an internet protocol, a interconnection of computers speaking the same language, sending data packets to and from each other in order to have something like Bitcoin. And the same thing goes for Nostr. You have Nostr, which has now built out a social decentralized protocol that is built on top of the internet and Bitcoin because there is a native currency on Nostr, which is the Bitcoin currency. So I understand that was a lot. That was a lot of stuff to go over and my brain kind of hurts. But again, broad strokes, a protocol is just a set of rules that governs a network of computers. And that network effect grows with every single computer or node or relay or server, depending on you know, what it is in that, in that system, but it, it grows at a compounded rate for every singular person added to the network. I don't know the exact math on that, so I'm not even gonna get into the nuance of that crap. But that is a protocol, okay? Now a platform, on the other hand, is simply a website that is built on a network protocol that facilitates a service between itself and the visitor. Okay, so broad strokes on that one basically means um, that it's a digital service, okay? So like Facebook, Meta, um, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, these kinds of things, these are services built on top of a protocol that allow you to communicate with your customer, okay? So the definition, I'm gonna give you the actual definition. An online platform is a digital service connecting two or more interrelated sets of customers on different sides of the market. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that you have a service like Google that provides you search engine optimization, okay? So you, the client, the customer, the servicey, whatever you want to call itself, the visitor. You want to look up dog walkers in your area, okay? So dog walkers in your area could be, that could be a website, and that would be a platform built on the HTTP IT IP protocol. So the dog walkers in your area is the platform built on the protocol. The platform 
is what allows you to connect with the thing that you are trying, the service that you're trying to connect to. Okay, so you want a dog walker in your area, dog walkers in your area has a website, they, they do all this stuff, but you need to find them, you need to connect with them. So you're going to go to their platform and they are going to provide you a service or a set of services that you can then choose from. Um, it's kind of like Facebook, when you go to, when you go on the internet and you type in Facebook, you're using the protocol of the, the IP protocol to look for the platform. The platform is Facebook. Now when you, here's, here's a little bit of nuanced understanding of it. When you go onto a platform, you are now in a confined space because the rules that govern the platform are rules that are created by the person or people who control the platform. Now, on Facebook, all of your information, all of your pictures, posts, friends, all that stuff, it's owned by Facebook because Facebook owns the servers that all of that data is stored on. And because all of that data is stored on Facebook, the platform's servers, you, the client, you, the visitor, have no ownership, have no rights to that data. You have the access to it. You have the ability to parse some of that data, to share that data and all that stuff, but you do not own that physical data. So kind of going back, a platform is something that can be built upon as long as you speak the same language that those computers are speaking. Or sorry, a protocol is something that you can build upon as long as the computers in that you are using are still speaking the same language that the other computers in the network are speaking. You can create a platform. You could go out and create a business that is on a protocol. Well, you're creating a platform on a protocol. That's really all that is. It's, it's very general understanding of it. Um, super, super broad. But I think the gist of the, of the case is there. You know, we can understand that things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, they, these powers at B, you know, not inherently bad, not inherently good, they are controlling powers, okay? So I'm not telling you not to go use Google. I'm not telling you not to go use Facebook. What I'm telling you, is that when you use services like these, you are cordoned off into a certain area and you are not allowed out of that area, okay? And if you do or say things in that area that the person who owns the space does not like, well, unfortunately, they can kick you out of that area, they can censor you, they can stop you. On a protocol, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Okay, so you take Noster for instance. Noster is a social social media protocol. I, I'm not exactly sure if that's the correct thing to call it, but it is a set of rules that governs a series of a network of computers that allows people to communicate socially between each other. It's a communications network that allows us to not be censored and not be controlled. So you can go on there and you can share whatever you want. And instead of Facebook coming down like a nine pound hammer and saying, oh, that's, that's 
not fact-checked or, or it was inaccurate information, even though it isn't inaccurate information. Um, you know, Facebook can, Facebook can stop you from doing that. But if you're on Noster, which is a protocol, hey, that, that can't happen because the people, the computers, the people who are watching you in the network and they don't like what you're saying, they just opt out of seeing what your content is. And the people who do like you, they just continue to watch your content and they show you that they like you. And that's, that's the difference between building on a protocol and building on a, on a platform. If you build on a platform, you are not building something for you. You are building something for someone else, someone else who owns that platform. When you build on a protocol, you are building something that you are able to control. Does that mean that other people are going to listen to it? Other people are going to appreciate it? Not necessarily because, you know, we live in a free world. Well, we're supposed to live in a free world and a free market. And that means that we're supposed to be able to decide what we like and let our money and our actions dictate the market. So we've lived in a very turbulent time where the free market isn't as free as people would like it to be. But I do believe that types of freedom tech like Bitcoin and Nasser will allow us to get back to that free market that actually actually shows you the real representation of prices and the real representation of people's ideas and thoughts in the market. And right now it's just completely skewed and like over exaggerated because of all this influx of printed money and credit and all this other stuff that I'm too stupid to actually understand the true dynamics of. But I'm smart enough to realize that we're being stolen from every day. And we're being forced into these platforms, into places where we don't really have the right to say the things that we want to say. Not because we don't have an innate human right to say those things, but because if we say those things, our social circles will ostracize us and make us feel like we're the small man in, in the village. So, Noster and Bitcoin... Those types of freedom tech, um, they will allow us to change the dynamic, change the way that a normal person, a pleb, if you will, walks around in this world. And we need, we need this. We need to be able to stand up and fight back and say, no, I'm not, I'm not taking this anymore from you. I'm not going to sit here and just get shit on while you steal from me. You know, I'm not going to constantly get shit on while I'm trying to share my truth and the things that I believe in. And I'm not going to get censored because of those beliefs. Okay, so realize that the next time that you join, join Facebook or jump on Facebook and share a post, you know, like you're not, you're not sharing your post. You are sharing a post to Facebook and Facebook now owns that information. Okay. Just think of that the next time that you go out there, you know, you, you search on the internet. When you use Google to search the internet, you are using Google's platform and Google can cordon you off into an area where they don't want you going outside of it. You ever wondered why Google's search results have been getting lower and lower and harder and harder? It's because Google is controlling what you do and do not see, okay?
That's that's all that is. You talk about the black web, the dark web, things like that. That's that is just the internet. It is just the internet. It's just a different part of the internet, a part of the internet that you don't see because you've always been cordoned off in these platforms that control when, where, and how you view the world. You could think of schools just like these platforms. You send your kid to school and they learn what they're being, or they learn what they're taught from teachers who are stuck inside of a system and they're told to teach the same exact things over and over and over again. It's a, it's a platform for the indoctrination of our children. Anyways, that's not really what this is about. I did want to touch on what a client is because a client is very similar to a, a platform in a sense, but it's not exactly. So a client is kind of like an application or a service that allows you to connect to a protocol. So in Bitcoin speak, Bitcoin is the overall protocol, whereas the client could be Blue Wallet or Sparrow Wallet or Wallet of Satoshi, okay? They are all governed by the general rules. However, they're allowing you to connect to and see what is on the protocol. So your Bitcoin wallet displays the keys that are associated with that address and you use Blue Wallet to connect to that blockchain data. That's how you see and read the blockchain data. At least that's how I understand it. So a client just allows you to read and to connect with the protocol information and the protocol is just the base layer in which those nodes and computers actually communicate. Um, I think that's pretty much it for me today. I do hope that you guys didn't get lost in this. I tried to keep it as concise and general as possible. I really don't want to lose anybody in the beginnings of this podcast. I know that I'm not the best person to be explaining this to everyone and I'm really trying to do my best and do it in a way that you do understand, you can comprehend and relate to. Um, if you guys, like I said before in the beginning of this episode, if you guys hear something that I can do better, if you know, my information is not 100% accurate or something like that, please shoot me a message on Noster or um, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. I don't check Instagram and Facebook, Twitter very often, but you can find me there and I will eventually respond to those messages. Um, yeah, guys, I I hope that you're out there and you're taking your sovereignty into your own hands, that you are actively learning, actively educating yourself, your children, your family, your friends, you know, getting the word out there and trying to help your friends and neighbors in this new world that we're moving to. Whether you like it or not, the world is changing we are going to be either left behind or we're going to be part of it. It's time to choose your side. Unfortunately, that's what it's come down to. And if you're not on the side of 
freedom tech, if you're not on the side of Bitcoin and Noster, if you're not on the side of sovereignty, what are you doing here? Like, that's, that's my honest question. Um, if you're not on the side of, of being able to wake up, take a breath, take a shit in a shower without somebody telling you what you can, when you can, and how you can, then obviously, like, yeah, if, if, if that's what you want, you want to wake up every single day and have someone tell you how to live your life, then stay on Facebook, stay in these controlled systems, don't buy Bitcoin, and enjoy what little time you're going to have left. If you want to live a better life, if you want your children, your, your families, your friends, your neighbors to live a better life, then start educating yourself and them about Freedom Tech. We need this, guys. We absolutely need this. If we don't take advantage of this now, the people who have control of the majority of the systems in the world today will stop this. They will stop it from unfolding, evolving into the thing that it actually needs to be, okay? We're in a fight right now. We're in a battle. We are in a mind battle between the people who want to control you and the people who, who don't want to be controlled, okay? That's all this is. This is a green versus orange issue. This is a freedom money versus controlling money issue. It's not about politics. I don't care if you're Democrat, if you're libertarian, if you're Republican. It doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter. What matters is whether or not you believe in individual freedoms. Okay, that's what matters. So go out there and remember what matters to you. Educate yourself and your family. Stay humble and stack stats. I love you, plebs. Peace out.